Welcome back to Refresh Mondays. And yes, I took a little refreshment myself, enjoying a two-week break from social media. But I am back. And as always, Refresh Ministries is designed to connect you with eternal truths for your present difficulties. And what better way than to begin with Scripture? We're picking back up in Mark chapter 8 and verse 31. This is what God's Word says to us. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Each of us have moments in our lives where we all desire this Messiah figure to save the day. Of course, we don't use this term anymore. However, we all crave messiahs in our life. That is, someone who's big enough and strong enough to fix our marriage or our careers or our financial situation. The list can go on. Our last refresh a few weeks ago, Peter confessed that Jesus is the Messiah. Theologians call this the great confession. That is, Jesus is the only one that can fix Peter's greatest hurts and sins. And Peter confessed this. Jesus is the Messiah. But then literally right after Peter does this, Jesus describes how he will suffer at the hands of the very people Peter wished Jesus would deliver him from. These religious leaders in Rome that were suppressing him and yet that his Messiah would be crucified because of them? It was, all, it was as if Peter didn't hear that part where Jesus said, but I'll rise again. Peter couldn't handle it. No matter how great Jesus is, he must be stopped. He cannot go to the cross. And so Peter rebukes Jesus saying, you cannot die. I've just discovered, I've just got revealed to be, better put, that you are the Messiah. You can't go to the cross. And I love Jesus' response. It sounds at first a little dramatic, doesn't it? Get behind me, Satan. Such a dramatic response. How is Peter's response satanic? It's satanic because the cross of Christ is the key to Peter's, but not only Peter's, but to our deliverance. Without the cross, there is only bondage, slavery, and misery. Jesus addresses Peter's problem. You know what Peter's problem is? He was setting his mind on the things of man and not the things of God. How about you today? 
in the last couple weeks, I've been thoroughly enjoying life. I've got to go to the beach, eat fantastic food, spend time with family, all wonderful gifts that God has given me to enjoy and worship him to the fullest extent. But sometimes I wonder, as we enjoy these amazing gifts, and now as restrictions are lightened for a while, I wonder sometimes if we're not seduced by distraction. The discouragement that we've all felt for the last couple years won't be fixed by an amazing camping trip. It's by the cross that we find deliverance, hope, and satisfaction. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4. But far be it that I boast about anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's by the cross that we receive forgiveness. It's by the cross we get peace and restoration. It's by the cross that we find uh, acceptance and reconciliation. It's by the cross that we get resurrection power. If you haven't got in, if you haven't got this amazing message in your life and heart, you can get it today. Jesus lived the life you couldn't live and died the death that you deserve as Literally, God the Father pours his wrath upon the Son. And three days later, he's vindicated as he rises again. And you could be justified and forgiven of all your sin and declared righteous. Just as if you've never sinned, just as if you've always obeyed, not because of your righteousness, but the righteousness that is offered to you in the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christian, the question we need to ask ourselves is how do we keep the cross central in our lives? When we read the Bible, are we reading it regularly with the cross in view? Seeing the gospel from Genesis to Revelation as Christ is in all the scriptures. Are we going to church and taking communion and going to a church that promotes the cross? Are we explaining and sharing the gospel with our friends and our family and our church community? Is the cross the dominant force in your life? Is it the heartbeat? If not... Like I say, a camping trip will not give you the satisfaction and hope and encouragement that we all desire. Next week, we'll learn from Mark chapter 8 that the cross should really shape our life in a real intangible way as we live out our lives through sacrifice and loving one another. But this week, I want us to remember the lesson Peter needed to learn. The cross must be essential and central to our life. The Messiah who once suffered now is risen and reigning because of the Christ, the cross, not despite of it. The cross, my friends, is the only source of blessing and fulfillment 
for our lives. God bless and have a wonderful week.